Hi, this is Ian Sinclair, the voice of Space Dandy and other people. You're listening to Byte. Good job. Hey there, how's it going everybody? That's right, if you're hearing my voice, it's another spooky-tacular episode of the Anime A-Team, the only podcast broadcast throughout every gory horror anime there is, and there's a lot, and we're going to be going over uh, some of our favorites on this very special Halloween rendition of the Anime A-Team. I am your host, Daily Wilhelm. Joining me today is our lovely boss, Courtney Tuckman, faithful anime consumer. <laughs> and also Jessica Marvel. Are you also a faithful anime consumer? I wouldn't say faithful. Okay. <laughs> so like just some adultery there on the side with the yeah. uh, anime. I understand it. I sometimes also venture to Western animation or <gasps> live action. Oh my gosh. We already talked about that, how horrible that is. So uh, speaking of scary things, uh, so... It's it's the spooktacular season, so we were going to get here eventually and talk about horror anime, which is a huge part of anime as a whole. Um, I think some of the scariest things I have ever seen have come out of anime, uh, and also the goriest things have come out of anime. Um, really? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, like, live action, you get something a lot more... Uh, obviously graphic because it's like the real stuff but with anime it utilizes it a lot more I feel like sure sure okay I I don't know I cringe much harder at live-action gore than I do yeah yeah I understand that but I just feel like you can have horror movies without gore but it's sometimes hard to have a horror anime without gore yes it's really it's on like out of all the genres of anime, horror is the one that I think is hardest to pull off. Well, yeah. because like anime, you often get characters with like pretty hair, like bright color hair and big, pretty expressive eyes, and it's like something this cute and or unrealistic can't be scary, but some have succeeded in. Yeah, I mean, it gets a little more scary when you see that cute, adorable little character go, like, murder crazy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, a good example of that is on the top of our uh, horror anime list is uh, Higurashi no Nakakorani and Higurashi no Nakakorani Kai. So Higurashi when they cry for those who watch dubs. How dare you? Don't Um, watch the Higurashi dubs. (laughs) Don't watch it. It's like one of my least favorite. So we've talked about Higurashi uh, on here before. Uh, Do you want to explain the plot a little bit, Courtney? It's like Groundhog's Day with Bill Murray. Yeah, except without Bill Murray in this case. Yeah, except at the end of each time cycle, a different person in the friend group goes crazy and kills everyone else. Yeah, the friend group itself is like varying in age so there's like two really little girls and everyone is like arguably it's like less than high school age aren't they they're pretty young i'm pretty sure the older the older kids are high school age okay but nonetheless cute anime girls and then our one male protagonist uh and at the end of each time cycle one of them's going to go crazy and uh do variously terrible things graphic things to their friends they're there's all that good stuff, pulling out each other's fingernails, uh, stabbing yourself in the head. Yeah, just those extended sequences that stay with us forever. Mm-hmm. But um, Higurashi is probably on the top of my list for horror anime because it just because it takes place like the time cycle takes place during summer, which is when I feel that uh, a lot of really good uh, horror narratives happen. Uh, I don't know why that aesthetic appeals to me so much, but it does. Um, that's that's definitely a good reason why I think it's a really good horror anime in general. Have you watched it, Jessica? I have not. 
I don't like I don't tend to watch a whole lot of like horror things cause a lot of times they're really cheesy and terrible and like yeah not that great but like the thing about the anime ones is they're so intense all the time and so it's like well maybe I'll try this one I get into it and I'm like I need to like I need to tone it back I need yeah. to hold on a minute and then yeah. I don't watch any others for a long time yeah the interesting thing about Higurashi too is that you don't really see it coming right away. Like, once the cycle uh, happens the first time, you're like, oh, so this is the tone you're trying to set. But beginning, it just seems almost like a slice of life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, when I, when you and I watched it together, like, I'd already seen it. I mean, and Daily, that is. Um, I almost told Daily to just skip the first episode because not that much happens there is that they actually do plant some seeds though because they talk about like the murder that happened when the dam was being built or whatever and it does a really good job like each cycle to each time cycle so there's how many episodes are there overall there's because there's the two different series so yeah it's up there but uh even when each time cycle that we know is inevitably going to end in bloodshed it it doesn't like warn you a lot. It's like we're building up, we're building up, we're building up, and then it just drops this bomb on you of blood and friends hurting each other. Yeah, and it's like it's almost like where does this go from here? Like this man just <laughs> kill these two girls. Like oh, and then it just resets. And then at first you're kind of confused, and you're like, all right, so they're just showing me like different scenarios but then you find out no it's a time loop and one of them has actually remembered the whole thing and she is like secretly a thousand years old and yeah <laughs> yeah and you don't get those answers for a very long time yeah uh, so you're just kind of dealing with these friends who you really like their relationships with each other and they're all really good people until something happens um so hugely recommend Higurashi so is it like throughout the whole thing you pretty much just get to learn new things about them watch their friendships grow and then just like death yep murder essentially fantastic uh you get to see kind of like the different aspects of this mystery that's going on because it's the same inciting event every time uh but again you don't get answers for a very very long time and even then it's just like here's one thing that could be significant Oops, we started over again, that kind of thing. So, yeah, Hirashi, I just really wanted to talk about on this podcast. It's amazing. Um, and then our next on the list, which I'm getting this from myanimelist.com, mm-hmm. there was like a top horror anime that you should see before you're stabbed to death. Um, Can I guess? Yeah, guess. Another. It is another. Oh, I'm so good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my I'm gosh. so good. I didn't like another. I thought it was stupid. Why did you why did you not like another? Well, <laughs> so wait, okay, so another is about um it's another thing that's centered around like a curse on a particular village. Uh it's a rural setting as well as Hirashi. Um it's just like there was this murder that uh happened and it's like no one is supposed to ever talk about it. If you talk about it, then people are going to start dying. And then there's the girl. I watched. It's, it's half just of it. one class. It's just one class. Yeah. That cannot talk about this. Yeah. Well. All right. Okay. Here's my problem with it. The whole entire plot rests around them deciding not to tell the new kid any information. So, the thing was like, you're not allowed to talk to Misaki. That they they think that. Here's what they think. They think in order to keep the curse from happening uh, every year, they need to pick one person in the class to ignore and pretend like she doesn't exist or he. Um, and doing that will make it seem like that person is dead and therefore... No one will die. Yeah. Makes or, sense. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. So when the new kid transfers into this class... What the heck do they expect? Yeah. <laughs> There's this creepy looking girl in the corner who nobody s- can see. And when he asks people about it, they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So, of course, he's going to go over and talk to her. And because he does that, people are like, oh, it's all your fault that people are dying now. It's like, thanks for cluing me <laughs> in, guys. But the thing is, is that the thing with the curse is someone in the class will die or a relative of someone in the class will die. And this girl who had... They, they think it's his fault 
for because she he talked to her and so they they think that he set the curse in motion but really the curse had already happened because the girl's sister had like just passed away oh man but she didn't tell anyone because she can't I mean, she could. I guess she could. She could have literally just been sitting in class and she would just be like, by the way, the curse is happening. You can stop ignoring me now. Yeah. But she didn't. And so, uh, you know, it it wasn't either of their faults. And yet that was the whole thing. And then the other really stupid thing was that in the last episode, it just went nuts. It went nuts. This they think Misaki. They're they're like, all right, if we kill Misaki, we're gonna all live. And so someone like announces over an intercom, like everyone go kill her. So all of these middle schoolers just straight up like walk over to her and they just start killing. No, okay, this isn't battle royale. <laughs> all right, these kids did not like. No. No, it wouldn't happen like that. No, I will. I element the death scenes. So yeah, were actually really great. Isn't this but. the series that has the infamous umbrella scene? Yeah. of someone falling on an umbrella yeah. and it opening, and thus blood everywhere. Well, no, it didn't open on her. It's just like she fell on the tip of the umbrella. It pierced her through her neck. Oh, D- and unfortunately, don't run with umbrellas on stairs. Is the lesson here. Don't do it. Don't do it. But as so, obviously, it has that graphic factor that we've been talking about. But as a horror anime, do you think it functions well? Aside from the narrative being like, why would you do this? No. No. I mean, it tries. It definitely has a good color palette. Yeah. It's very dark and mysterious and, uh,. You know, yeah, it's got all the things it should have. Yeah, it's creepy. What, what are but... the things that you think a horror anime should have, Jessica? Oh gosh, um, typically I feel like it should. In general, you should have like the characters you do like, and you don't want to watch them die just so they can like screw you over when they you do need kill that them. Attachment. Yeah, you need to have the attachment, and you need to have like creative new ways for them to die, not just like. Oh, here's this scary murderer guy. Like, just give stabby them some, stab. Yeah, just give them some backstory too. You gotta, you gotta humanize them a little bit, kind of. Yeah. You know. Yeah, That's I feel what makes that. It interesting. I feel that. Uh, so next on our list, uh, there's definitely you kind of can't help but sympathize with these people because they're tiny baby children. So, um, I don't think I'm ever going to watch it, but I might Can at I guess? some point. Guess Corpse Party. It's Corpse Party. My God, specifically, yeah, <laughs> specifically Corpse Party, Tortured Souls, um, which is only four episodes, so it could be done. I could watch it like after this podcast, but I'm not going to because like, is, it's is that the like whole like in the school friendshipy like yeah they're yeah. like they're locked in the school for the night and all the kids who have been murdered lately which obviously is just a thing that happens you know <laughs> yeah, just I'm that just rash of murders breaks out school yeah <laughs> um and they're they get tortured by those tortured souls uh so it's a very graphic well, again they do like a charm t- so they can stay together forever Oh. But the charm is a trick. Well, this is the video game. I'm think I haven't actually seen the anime, but I'm pretty sure the anime is pretty I'm, close I'm guessing to the game. it. Yeah, there they someone is moving, so they all get together and they do this charm, so they'll always be friends. But the charm is secretly like someone got it off the web, but and like so there's this whole thing with like someone on the web who's evil, but like yeah. the charm the charm actually like activates the like. <laughs> evil side of the school so like they like disappear through the floor and then they're like in the old school building or something like that and then they have to figure out how to get out and there's all these dead bodies everywhere and all these dead children ghosts yeah another theme in general of horror anime dead children yep usually uh horror anime is centering around pretty young people uh with the exception being next on our list uh it's more of a shonen, if anything. Um, definitely in, I think it was actually published in Shonen Jump. Do you want to venture a guess, Courtney? Because you, you're like, <laughs> she's on a roll. You're three for That's three That's pretty here. broad. <laughs> uh, Vampires. Ooh. Violence. Helsing? Helsing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Four for four. Good job. <laughs> oh my God. But um, have either of you ever watched Helsing? Uh, I've seen bits. Yeah, same. I actually mostly watch the Abridged series, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, really good. Uh, so it's essentially about uh, a vampire who's hunting other vampires, and his name is Alucard, which is Dracula spelled backwards. Ooh. <laughs> but, uh, and it's just like kind of like him out vampiring other vampires. And of course, this involves a whole lot of bloodshed and really graphic fight sequences and super creepy characters. That's one of the things that I think horror anime especially um, succeeds in is just making these really memorably, horribly terrifying characters. I think it works really well. But uh, I definitely needed to include Helsing on this list here. I picked from the My Anime list. Uh, I didn't include everything. So, um, and then another one that I know you are familiar with, at least, Courtney. I don't know about you, Jessica. I don't know. But let's see if either of you can guess what's next. So um, this is another arguably more shonen series because of fight sequences, but it's a very uh, recent event in anime history that I think has gotten uh, maybe some more audiences into anime. Attack on Titan. Nope. No? Nope. Oh. Hmm. A little more, uh, even though Attack on Titan does definitely make the list it's for got being the gore. graphic and gory. I wouldn't call it a horror anime, but it's got <sighs> the gore. So, uh, mm, another hint. Uh, cannibalism. It still sounds like Attack on Titan yeah. to me. <laughs> cannibalism. Really beautifully, beautiful opening sequences. Uh... <laughs> Listen, if she can't guess it, I can't guess it. Okay. <laughs> Tokyo Ghoul. Oh! Duh! <laughs> cannibalism. <laughs> Fight sequences. But is it technically cannibalism if you're a ghoul and you eat a human? That's different species. That's true. But everyone appears human for the most part. Those eyes. Except for the eyes. And those, those eyes. appendages yeah. that magically Yeah, that's another form. thing. So, uh, what have you watched Tokyo Ghoul, Jessica? Once again, like Helsing, it's just a bunch of like bits I've seen. Yeah, it's like I might like walk to someone, like I might go to someone's house and they're watching it, and I'm like, okay, and I sit down and watch. Is like, it on what the watch? Watching. Is it on the watch list though? Do you feel like? And <sighs> eh, not well, really like, a thing. One of my friends was so into it; she told me so much about it, and then I was just like, you know, I don't feel like I even need to watch it if you're gonna like talk about it that much. Oh, I hate it when that happens. Yeah, it's like you ruined it. Yeah. That can definitely happen, and hopefully that won't happen here on the Anime A-Team. <laughs> We're just trying to inform you about uh, our thoughts about uh, horror anime as a whole. But uh, definitely Tokyo Ghoul, I think, like I said, had the kind of phenomenon that it invited more people into getting into anime, I feel like, because it was like, you'll never believe what happens on this show. Yeah. Look at this. It definitely has, like Attack on Titan, it has a, a really good premise that yeah all audiences would like that's exactly what i was thinking because there's a lot of times where anime and sometimes specifically horror anime puts people off because of it's either very japanese Mm -hmm. or it's just very out there in terms of animation and lines and surprisingly something like tokyo ghoul isn't too japanese yeah tokyo (laughs) ghoul the Tokyo's in the title. Maybe that's how people are like, wait, isn't this one of those animes? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize what language they were speaking. Um, Yeah, it just does a... Re- like, the first episode, really, is so good because it really taps into your own inner fear. Like, this, this was not his fault, you know, becoming a ghoul or anything. I mean, he was kind of stupid. Yeah. For go, it's like oh, a lot of people have died in these back alleys lately. Lately, let me go to a back alley with a complete <laughs> stranger. Just proof that the power of boners is stronger than the power of logic. <laughs> but um, he just like you know, it's not his fault that he becomes a ghoul, and he didn't want to, and he doesn't want to embrace it. And like man, that scene where he's like trying to eat his favorite food. And it, it, he just can't eat it anymore. That that's heartbreaking, right yeah. there. Yeah. Like, oh my god, if I, like, if my favorite food suddenly tasted like dirt, I too would be very upset. It would be an upsetting thing, definitely. That first episode is just 
Excellent. A plus. <laughs> it does really reel you in. It does not keep you in, in my opinion. But yeah, later on, uh, and then the infamous uh, second season, a little bit. Oh my god, the second. It was so bad. Yeah, don't, <sighs> not on the recommendation list, but the first season on the recommendation list, especially if you're into just like everything. Things. Everything about it was worse. <sighs> like I was just like, what's happening right now? Like I was really following the story, and then suddenly. God, what's his name? Kaneki? Kaneki, yeah. He, he's just like, by the way, I'm joining the bad guys now, even after they just, like, tortured me. Okay, thanks, bye. And then, like, the animation got worse, too, and the opening theme was awful. Yeah, we don't... I will it's never It's, like, one understand. of my least favorite opening themes ever. Yeah, I will never understand what happened with that. Um, but speaking of appendages and murdering people with extra appendages, so uh, one of the most classic, uh, just known for being hugely gory anime, can you, you want to give it a guess, Courtney? Naked Girls. High School of the Dead? No, actually. <laughs> Elven Lied, or oh. Elven Lead, as All right. some people oh. call it. Murdering with appendages. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> that was... That was why I was, like, kind of confused when uh, Tokyo Ghoul came out. I was like, where have I seen this before? And I was like, oh, way back when, when I thought I was super edgy <laughs> for being 12 years old and watching Elven Lead. I actually really liked Elven Lead. Uh, yeah, I loved Elven Lead. It kind of went over the top in trying to be, like, we're going to cover themes of, like, rape and yeah. assault No, and that was murder. a little shoot-in. That but... was, yeah, that was kind of uh, almost uh, just taking advantage of the characters. yeah. But, like, man, I didn't know what to, I was. I won't. I was like, oh my god! Like, I feel really weird watching an anime about a bunch of naked girls murdering people. But it's actually really good. It's a good anime. <laughs> it really is. Um, and again, it's it's one of the most brutal things I've ever seen. But Definitely. At the same time, I really recommend it. Like that first. <laughs> scene where she's like escaping out of prison yeah and she's just murdering everyone yep it's great yep it's great it's great highly recommend but um and then so one of my favorite series which again has that summer theme um shiki Mm. Uh, i can't say enough about shiki i really really enjoyed it for being original with vampires Mm -hmm. and being original with like oh no there's something going on here whatever shall we do and you actually like saw the struggle of the authority figure which is usually really useless and unable to do anything ever um ironically his name was okazaki by the way courtney yeah uh so the main character was the doctor of this small rural town where a lot of the elderly people started dying um, from this mysterious illness and it was like kind of like yeah old people die but then young people start dying too and then like wait didn't I see them outside in the woods the other day watching me sleep through my window and then uh, the realization that oh wait don't we have a legend about you know dead people coming back to life in this town yeah we should look into that and then it turns out yep this is this is vampire's Definitely vampires. I need to check that out. I have not seen that one yet. It's really good. Um, it's kind of unique for uh, its animation style, too. It's almost clamp-like with Ooh, just how I love that. long-legged everyone is. I love but, clamp. Uh, <sighs> and, like, the hairstyles are super crazy. But I highly, highly recommend. Uh, very good watch. I, it's a little longer. I think there's around, like, it's definitely over 30 episodes, I think. That's okay. But, yeah. That's definitely okay for the narrative keeps going. There's no drag. Um, you There's many characters. You get to know them all to the point that, uh, again, you, you're like, oh, my gosh, I don't want this person to die, but someone's got to be next. Very, very good show. De- highly recommend. Um, and then, so, Courtney, you, you have one that you highly recommend that you just finished. Do you want to tell us about Monster? It just was the so good. <laughs> All right, so let me pose you a question, you all here and the viewers, listeners, whatever. If you're a doctor and you have the choice between saving a little boy or an influential man, who would you pick? Influential in what way? He's the mayor. 
Oh. I'd, tra- I'd save the child. Yeah. <laughs> he's got more life to live. All right. Well, so does the doctor choose so in Monster. That's like the morally correct decision, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, then the little boy he saves. Well, he saves the little boy and um, the influential man dies and his boss gets really mad at him for that. But um, the little boy grows up to be a serial killer and he becomes obsessed with the doctor who saved his life. Yay. Uh-huh. Yay, I made Insert the right decision. amazing premise here, and that's only, like, the first three episodes. Okay, but, like, what kind of obsessed? Like, obsessed, I have to kill this man no. obsessed? Or, like, I love this man obsessed? No, just not not either of those, really. He's just, like, well, first he helps he helps him out by, like, um, when when the doctor thought, that the little boy had not awoken yet. He was talking about how much he hated his boss and his boss's friends, and he was just like, God, I wish they would, like, die oh. already. And then the next thing he knows, his boss and his boss's friends are dead, and this detective is like, you know, because the, his boss died, like, the doctor moves up in ranks because yeah. they need someone to fill the position. And so the detective who's looking at this case is just like, it's funny how only one person has, like, come out on top of all this Mm, mm -hmm. and that's a doctor who didn't really like the boss and his friends Hmm. Hmm. this this brings me to the question what were the circumstances of the child needing his life saved he had a bullet in his head well i mean i wonder what brought it to that excellent question (laughs) i could tell you but that'd be a spoiler (laughs) so definitely recommend that then make my assumptions definitely it is a master opus it's it's really long it's 74 episodes but it doesn't feel like 74 episodes at all like by the time i got to like episode 30 something i was like oh my god i only have like half more of this like i must know like you just have to watch the next episode after it's over Mm -hmm. it's not an option yeah you just have to I feel it. I, I am really excited to watch. So uh, in our list here, uh, I think the most prominent thing has been it's either curses, ghosts, or serial killers. Um, children. Curses, children, children all being involved in this. And I think that's also reflected in Japanese history. Uh, there's a lot of like really ancient horror stories. Like as I can't really think of like the oldest like Western horror story, but they have like horror stories dated back to like the Meiji period and like when Japan still hadn't had contact with the Western world yet. Uh, one of my favorites from that was like the story of the Black Hera. I don't know if either of you guys read that one. Uh, it was about like this uh, samurai gets called by his daimyo, the you know head samurai, and it's like, okay, you did really good. You can come live in my castle. And he's like, okay, I'm just going to leave my wife behind and, you know, get a new lady. Um, so that'd be cool. And then years and years later, he's like, that was pretty bad of me to do. I should go home. So he goes home and his wife is there. And uh, she surprisingly forgives him entirely instantly. And he's like, I'm so sorry. Oh, my gosh. I'll, uh, we'll always be together now. Don't worry. Um, and, like, they, they're catching up all night, and they fall asleep in each other's arms, all romantic. And he wakes up, and he's holding on to a desiccated corpse with long black hair. And he freaks out and goes over to the neighbor and is like, what happened to the woman that lived next door? And they're like, oh, her. Yeah, it was, like, last summer, wasn't it? Uh, she died, but, you know, no one around here really knew her, so we just kind of left the body there. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> it was just kind of like the, probably it might be dated as the first like, but they were already dead stories. <laughs> and I, I just thought that was a really good one. Uh, so yeah, they have the ghost story down for sure. But uh, how, what did you guys think about some of like the weird cultural history Japan has when it comes to like monsters or uh, spooky, scary things? I mean, some of them aren't really, like, necessarily, like, oh, I want to kill you. Like, in a lot of them I read, like, a lot of them it's, like, only if you offend it. Like, the sheet or whatever. And, like, yeah. the strip of cloth. He's, like, no, nah, it's, it's good. We can be friends. Just don't scare me. Or, like, Yeah, there's, there's, like, a floating sheet on the wind at all times. Like, the eye anus guy, you know? He just pulled down his pants, <laughs> showed it off. He didn't even chase the samurai or anything. He's, like, oh, no, it's good. Yeah, there. So you know, just that's, a bit yeah, of definitely uh, one of my uh, favorite Japanese monsters. Obviously, uh, the Shirime 
uh, is, is just a person, but he has an extra eye in the strangest place possible. His butt just is there. What's it looking at? Not much of anything if you're wearing pants. <laughs> so uh, just like a little bonus weird thing. Um, there's also the interesting thing of uh, Sukumogami is like pretty much all objects are as soon as they age 100 years, they're game for coming to life. So you just have to be like, watch out for that. Like, oh, this chair has been in our family for <laughs> generations. It's like, how long, Grandma? Like, it's like 99 years. Okay, destroy this now before it comes to life. But like what I read, it didn't show they're necessarily dangerous. Like, not in the like description I read. It's yeah. Like, they're just, okay, they can be your friend. Yeah, that's the, another interesting it. thing is that it's just kind of like they deal. It, nothing is inherently malevolent most of yeah. the time. It's just... That could happen. It could come to life. Like, there's a parasol that hops around with one eye that is a living thing that we just deal with <laughs> in Japan, apparently. Uh, I've yet to see an anime utilize that. Um, but still, very, very interesting. Uh, my favorite one was probably uh, the uh, Make Gaeshi, I think. Uh it moves your pillows while you sleep. That's, the, that's like <laughs> Japan's version of the box ghost. I am the box ghost. I am the pillow ghost. I'm going to move your pillows and it's going to be very inconvenient for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, it's just kind of funny, this juxtaposition between like really kind of lame spirits to like these stories about curses that affect you know an entire village and people driving themselves to murder from it uh i just think it's funny that uh we don't have a lot of parodies of that we do have um there's the anime series yamishi bai which is just japanese ghost stories uh so it covers both like old ones and modern ones and it's really interesting cuz it's done in like a puppet theater style yeah so it's just like the characters against the background but uh they go over like really scary uh stories while watching these puppets it's mm-hmm. really neat um did you watch any episodes of that guys yeah i watched like half of them yeah do yeah. what was your favorite my favorite was the um God, what's it called? Taxidermy. The Taxidermy Museum. Oh, what happened there? Uh, they, like, there are these two people that are on vacation and everything, and they go to this taxidermy museum. And then, like, the wife gets freaked out, and she's like, okay, well, I'm going to leave, and I'm going to go back to, like, the hotel. And then, like, later when the husband's done, he goes back, he knocks on the door, he's like, well, she's not opening it. She's like, you know, just doesn't want to talk to me. So he's looking for his key. He's like, oh, I don't have it. Goes back to the taxidermy museum to look well, for just it. Hang out here. And then, like, he walks back in there, and he's, like, talking to, like, the front desk person. Turns out they're, like, taxidermy. And then so, like, so it's, like, the guard and, like, all the people that were in there when they were there. And then, like, at the end, he, like, like drops down from something. I don't remember what. And then it, like, pans up, and then, like, he's, like, half taxidermied with his wife. Ooh. That was, like, my favorite. <laughs> yeah, taxidermy's creepy. Like, super creepy. Mm-hmm. I remember at my high school... We have like was this there a same, class? No, there wasn't a class, oh, okay. but uh, <laughs> like in the creepy. biology hallway, there's like the same five uh, taxidermy objects. There's like an owl, there's like a skunk, and something else, and they've been there for like fifty <laughs> years, and it's showing, uh, and it's uh, super creepy. Yeah, I do not appreciate it. They start looking uh, like roadkill a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah, but one of my favorite uh, Yamishibai episodes was an earlier one where it was like this guy was in his apartment and he looks out the window and uh, across the way he can see a woman uh, peering out her window and seeming to also look at him and he like waves and she's still there and he's like, oh, you know, she's really pretty. <laughs> I'm going to go over there because oh. she won't stop looking at me anyway. Uh, which obviously means that she wants me to come over. So he goes over there, locates the apartment, knocks on the door. It's unlocked. So, uh, you know, he's like, hello, walks in. And the girl's there at the window, you know, peering out. But she's also hanging from the ceiling. Okay. (laughs) Flirting with corpses happens. It's just your day-to-day oops-a-daisy. 
but yeah, I just like ghost stories. Just like ghost <laughs> stories. Okay, Courtney, ghost stories. Or that one episode of ghost stories. Oh my gosh. So ghost stories is um, it's in, magic. It's magic. So in Japan, it's a series about uh, this group of kids uh, hunting ghosts or rather dealing with ghosts that uh, one of their uh, mother sealed away, but now there's new construction, so the ghosts are all released. Um, so they have to figure out how to reseal them. So it's that basically Scooby Doo. It's kind of it's Scooby Doo. Okay, like I'll be honest with you, like the name doesn't sound familiar, but you describe it, and I'm like, yeah, I, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like so. In Might Japan, have watched it forever. Yeah, ago. in Japan, that's what it is, and it's it's a show that's surprisingly aimed at younger audiences for the material it has, and also for the weird theme songs it has. Like the ending theme says "sexy, sexy" quite a bit. Uh, yeah, so. there's a lot of panty shots of little girls. Yeah, also really great, but it's obviously aimed at younger audiences. But in America, it's different. In America, when they decided to dub it, they were just like. Let's, who cares? Who cares? Let's just do whatever. So it sounds like it's an it is practically an officially licensed abridged series where it's they It's so good. It's just like all these professional voice actors making jokes. Uh really well-timed jokes because again, they put the effort in uh-huh. for like the motion tracking and everything. Uh-huh. But uh yeah, it's just like they they make these parodies of these characters. I mean, they really made each like they didn't it's not like they... God, I don't even know how to describe it. It's so good. It's not like they even, um, like, even tried to stay close to the original translation at yeah. all. No. Like, maybe when they started, it was kind of accurate. But as it went on, like, by the last episode, it was just ridiculous. But, yeah. like, I mean, they ma- they gave each character a new personality. So... In the J- Japanese version, the oldest character, she was, like, the, the nice senpai. But in the American version, she's the born-again Christian. <laughs> Who's, like, trying to force religion onto everyone. Or, like, in the Japanese version, the one of the little boys, he's the, like, tech nerd. But in the American version, he's a horny Jew. like this is like we're not like this is not a parody series this is an officially licensed there are dvds of this out there it's very offensive it's usually offensive like no one is left unscathed and actually it shows its date because there's some terminology that would no longer be okay to say it is one of the least pc things i have ever watched but i don't i like and the, the the references are really outdated too. Like they really like they they reference like Paris Hilton's acting skills and stuff. I don't even think people Christian Slater's career. Yeah, they constantly <laughs> rag on <laughs> Christian Slater's career. So and how dead it is. A lot of uh, outdated references, but that's okay. Yeah, it's amazing. It works. It's and so good. So the source material itself too. Uh, there. It's interesting because they deal with, it's kind of like Yamishibai. They deal with, like, uh, more uh, ancient Japanese uh, lore of, like, spooky, scary things. Like, uh, different, uh, like, there's the woman in the snow, which there's even a Pokemon based on. Uh, Frostlass is based on uh, the Yuki Ona, I think. It's, like, you'll be in a blizzard and you'll see a woman in the snow and she'll, like, come with me. I can bring you to shelter. But really, she's just leading you more into the blizzard so that... Uh, you die, uh, okay. essentially, which is uh, ancient Japanese lore. And they explore that in one episode, but instead, of course, uh, the English dub makes it into a much more ridiculous thing than it is. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, amazing. Uh, ghost stories, both the, not really the original, because it was kind of a mediocre series. It wasn't very well not received. Not even mediocre. It was yeah. bad. <laughs> it was not well received in Japan, but now we have uh, this amazing dub that we can forever cherish. It's a good thing to watch on Halloween if you're looking for something that is, like, scary, not really, <laughs> but actually, like, funny to make you laugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely gag. Mm. It's good. It's good. But uh, speaking of things to watch on Halloween, uh, obviously horror films come to mind. And a lot of uh, modern horror films that really live with us on past uh, watching them and have really influenced the horror genre as a whole in the West have come from the East. So, like, The Ring was originally yeah. Ringu. Yeah. Uh, 
the Grudge was Ju on the Grudge. Grudge you, just yeah, kidding. Grudge you, no. <laughs> um, Battle Royale, which you mentioned earlier, Courtney, um, is kind of Hunger Games kind of ripped off Battle Royale. Not kind of. Not kind of. Hugely. Um, One Miss Call was originally a Japanese film. Oh. Uh, Dark Water was originally a Japanese film, even though the source material, like the what it's based off of, is from like California, I think. So the story with Dark Water was that it's a true story, um, like confirmable true story. Um, there was a hotel. And all the uh, guests started complaining, like, okay, the water that comes out of the tap is, like, black. It's disgusting. Like, I don't know what to do about this. But it just kept going on because the management was like, oh, it's fine, whatever. Until finally, uh, one day, they got someone to go look up into the water tower on top of the uh, building. Not water tower, but where they stored the water uh, because it's California. Um, And there was this girl's body in there and it had been in there for weeks if not more than a month and everyone had been smelled that yeah but everyone had been suspicious bathing in the water and drinking the water that this body was decomposing in and uh the movie takes of course the supernatural spin on that in that she is also trying to get attention to her ghost self and being like hey i'm in the water tower help me but uh, spirits usually don't communicate that well, as we've seen in horror movies, and instead just scared the hell out of everyone. So uh, That it, sounds good. It's a really good movie. Um, I haven't seen the Japanese version. I've seen the American version. But uh, I think that the Japanese versions of horror films, uh, especially with The Ring and like The Grudge, are kind of the better. Definitely yeah. the better. Although then we do get, uh, there was a movie of uh, Sadako versus Kayako, I think. So the girl from The Ring versus the girl from The Grudge. Uh, There's a movie that has verses in the title. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, so that exists out there. But as a whole, I feel like the Japanese have perfected the super scary thing that will live on. Like we know about the grudge noise and we know about like yeah. don't watch that. VHS tape because you'll die in seven days. Do you know what's the scariest American film that's based on Eastern ideals? What? Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh my gosh. <laughs> A plus, Courtney. A plus. That's scarier than any of those movies. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. It really is. Yeah. But I feel like Japan kind of, uh, they didn't necessarily invent like scary little girls either, but. They're they good really, at it. They're well. really good at it. They might have perfected it. Um, we we see that throughout anime as a whole, and especially uh, Japanese-made games. Um, or, like, even... I am just recently watched Markiplier play through uh, Mad Father, mm-hmm. and the main character in that is a little girl. And just playing as a little girl, too, can get really scary mm-hmm. uh, when dealing with scary things. Because it's like, no, precious child... <laughs> Don't let this happen to you. But um, the movies especially, uh, Japanese horror films, utilize uh, gore quite a bit. And I think, like you said earlier, Courtney, it definitely has more of an impact when it's real versus animated. Mm, Because, I mean, I had problems with Higurashi in uh, its torture sequences in that it was just like, there's just blood spraying everywhere. You can't see anything except for massive amounts of blood that are probably medically implausible. (laughs) Yeah. Like, just washing with it. Or even, like, continuity with the blood, like when... Mio is stabbing Satoko in her arm and like she's just stabbing and stabbing and stabbing and then they go to like a wide shot and like Satoko's fine and there isn't any blood or anything. <laughs> I'm fine. And then they go back and she's stabbing yeah. and stabbing. It's like everything's fine. We're <laughs> good. We ran out of blood a little bit. But um so there is a name in Gore manga specifically. And that name is Junji Ito. And everyone got excited a couple years ago about Junji Ito because he was going to collaborate with Guillermo del Toro on Silent Hills, which we got the PT trailer from. And that's all we ever got. (laughs) Um, And it was amazing. It was one of the scariest things, I think, that has happened in video games for a little while here. Both those guys are so good at horror. Yeah. So that was going to be a really powerful team up, but then we we didn't get it. 
So uh, if people are still interested in seeing what, what could have been, you can, you can check out Junji Ito's uh, manga, which usually features body horror, irrational characters, breakdown of society, and deep sea creatures, which can be scary. That sounds like Nagino yeah. Asakara. Oh my <laughs> just gosh. Kidding. Oh my just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's the scariest Courtney. anime of all. I'm just Courtney. kidding. Oh my I'm, I'm going to stop <laughs> being mean to that anime. <laughs> oh my gosh. But uh, so... Ito Sensei only has uh, three series out, one of which is uh, Gyo, which is people versus fish on metal legs. Okay. It's interesting. Um, and then just a general anthology series about uh, various gory things happening. And then a lighthearted story about him moving to a new house with his cats. <laughs> okay. So that's that's out there if you need uh, something to... Uh, I mean, the palette ha- yeah, moving the palette is scary, exactly. especially when you have to move animals. Have you ever put a cat in a cat box <laughs> yes, before? Yes, I that have. That stuff is terrifying. Yeah, especially when they're like, no, I don't want to leave this place. I'm, I'm here. I'm fine. But uh, why, why do you guys think uh, gore is utilized so much, especially in horror anime or things in Japan as a whole that are trying to be scary? Uh... I mean, there's only so much you can, like, create monsters that look kind of scary or, like, utilize jump scares. So it's like, well, to make it really, like, oh, this person's in pain, this is a dangerous situation, you got to throw in, like, the gore and the blood. Mm-hmm. I mean, Japan isn't ju- isn't guilty in that alone. We do that all the time in America in our oh, live yeah, action we, films. We have the- it's like, look how edgy we are. We have so <laughs> much gore. You kind of just become desensitized to it. Yeah. I mean, we had how many... Uh, movies were in the saw series and then we got oh, more yeah. after that like we needed that and then like, like the final destination series. yeah final destination for sure uh definitely utilized that that was like the scariest thing that happened is when someone was dying it wasn't a quick thing it was like this is going to go on for <laughs> a little bit yeah i just have the uh tanning bed scene from uh <gasps> that it's movie. pretty good though it's pretty good though definitely but uh so on myanimelist.com, there was an entire separate list for gore anime. And I just wonder, like, who is specifically like, you know what I feel like I need to watch this afternoon? I need some gory anime. That's what I did, though, when I w- looked up another. I was like, I want to watch an anime that, like, really disgusts me. <laughs> so I, I watched another one evening. It's only, like, 13 episodes. Yeah, to each their own. But, uh... Some of the most popular are some of the more popular anime as a whole. I mean, Berserk was, like, number one on the list. Oh, yeah. Um, And obviously that, even with its kind of mediocre comeback, uh, still remains in memory as, like, wow, this goes there. Um, Helsing was there. Higurashi was there. And uh, Elfin Lead, which I know back when I first got into it, which was, like, one of my first outside of shonen anime that I ever got into – uh, everyone was like, oh my god, you have to watch this. Oh my gosh, you have to watch this. Even though I feel like it was purely for shock factor that people passed this anime off to each other. But I did enjoy it. Yeah, but it was good. It was good. It was good. But uh, it definitely comes with the warning before. You know, there's this one scene in this one anime that I think is one of the scariest things I've ever seen in an anime. But it's not even a horror anime or a gore anime. It's a Neon Genesis Evangelion. Jellion, whatever. <laughs> I said Gellion. And um, it's uh, Asuka's Breakdown, I think, is one of the scariest things. Like, that that moment for me was the moment where I was like, oh, I get why people like this so much. Because <laughs> that was just terrifying. Like, they could have really easily just, like showed Asuka, showed her, like, faint, and then have her, you know, like, not wake up and be like, oh, no, there's something wrong with her. What's wrong with her? But instead, it all happens, like, in her mind, and they do this brilliant, brilliant thing that is also really creepy at the same time, where she says the they're, they're all lines that she's had in the series, and just, like, she'll, she's, like, introducing herself, and then she's being mischievous, and then she's being desperate, and yeah. um, they... They do it with a different voice actress in the Japanese version, not in the English dub. They mess that up in the English dub. Mm. Um, the English dub is still good, though, but um, they do it with a different voice actress from the series doing their best impression of her. Oh. And at the end of each one, she says, no, this isn't me. 
And like, so they'll have Asuka say those lines and then they'll have, um, God, I don't even remember anyone's names, you know, the rest of the female cast. <laughs> yeah. And, um, oh, it's so effective. It's so effective. It was and, super and then effective. she's like, and just they use all these visuals and then the next thing she you know she's getting lost in a crowd and then and then she's like crying and then there's the motif with like a, a stuffed monkey toy and her mother and dolls and it's so creepy and if you haven't seen anything from neon genesis evangelion just look that one scene up and you will be legit freaked out nice i'm ready to be freaked out for sure <laughs> Uh, what what's your favorite scariest thing to happen in animation history, Jessica? Uh, I know it's hard. I'm trying to think of my own too. I don't know. Like I'm trying to think of something that like legit kind of scared me. But like, I don't know. Like she said, with blood and things, you start to get kind of like unfazed. And, yeah, like, you get desensitized at some point. Everything's kind of like mine. Yeah, uh, mine probably was from um, Shiki at some point. There was uh, this scene of like um, one of the people who died and then came back. Uh, they were coming into their own house like normal, um, but obviously they were already dead. But they knew that they were going to have to kill their family. So uh, it was the dad, and he was, uh, like, walking through the house, like, where are you guys at? I'm home. Isn't it amazing? And the two children who have become aware of, like, the vampire incident and know that it's not just some disease are, like, hiding in uh, their closet. And just the tension of, like, waiting to find, uh, be found, because you know they're eventually going to. Um, and however they are able to escape remains a mystery. It doesn't remain a mystery, but I'll leave it there so as not to spoil it. It's like tension is a thing that I think uh, anime succeeds in quite a bit um, when it's not desensitizing you to massive amounts of blood or violence. But uh, do you think of one? Yes, All I no? can think of are like emotional, like kind of like, endings or anything i can't really think of like necessarily like scary you know yeah yeah just having that impact like with uh the scene from neon genesis evangelion jellion however people want to say it i really don't know i've i've rarely hear it's people like say it out the loud debate between gif and jif oh there's my gosh there's no real answer there's no real answer but uh so everyone listening to this wonderful podcast has our answers as to some of our favorite horror anime and uh, we don't really have an answer why um, gore is used so much, but uh, we have theories. So uh, you should check out all our other theories on the ins and outs of anime and animation here at ByteBSU.com. And check out our other wonderful podcasts on our iTunes or on our SoundCloud at Ball State Daily. I've been your host, Daily Wilhelm, the podcast editor. Joining me was the horrifying... Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm sticking with the theme here. Courtney Tuckman. Jeez, I'm horrifying now. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll give you terrifying then. Jessica Marvel. <laughs> so uh, be sure to give uh, the rest of our spooktacular Halloween special episodes a listen here at ByteBSU.com. And uh, go watch some Shiki, Courtney. Definitely recommend it. Okay. <laughs>